Tabiso Musia on SAFM. Let's welcome Coach Robin Peterson on the line. Good evening, Coach. Thanks for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks. Uh, good day for South African cricket. Yes, thanks, Coach. And Happy New Year also to you. All the best in the new year. Yeah, likewise to you guys. Thanks, Coach. And, and going into day four, Coach, what were your thoughts on this chase? 122 was needed. Was it a comfortable chase in your opinion? Or did you expect it to be a bit challenging? I think anyone that's been around for a long time, whether it's first-class cricket or test match cricket, once you start chasing scores above 150, I think they become very tricky. That's why I think it was an outstanding chase by South Africa. I think it was well-paced. I think the feature of that uh, chase was their positivity. I think I love the way Markram came out and played yesterday. Just tried to put the pressure back on the Indians. And, you know, it went a long way just to allowing Dean Alga just to settle in the, at the crease and, and Rossi van der Ditten and even Keegan Peterson. I think every single batsman that came in played their role. But it was by no means an easy chase. I think um, to chase 240 in the fourth innings of a test match is an incredible effort. And I think uh, you, you're going to take your hats off to that batting lineup. They've been under pressure for a very long time. And, and today they, they, you know, they answer their critics and... Uh, in an emphatic fashion. Yeah, and the captain played as true captains knocked in Elga. What stood out for you in that 96 not out? Because I think it was key for him to be there until the end. Yeah, I think uh, I think every captain that takes over the test team wants to have that type of innings where they sort of stamp their authority and their leadership on the team and, and take the team with that style of play. I think it's it's evident that Dean, is a, we all know him, he's quite a, he's a gutsy player, he's a determined character. And today in that run chase, you saw, you know, his leadership style stamped was all written all over that chase. You know, it was a gutsy, it was skillfully done, and and I'm just so chuffed for him. I mean, um, it's a great test match win for South Africa. It's one of the best, I think, in, in the history of our test match cricket. So uh, for him, I think that'll be a feather in his cap, and it'll give him confidence in his captaincy, you know, to be there at the end, from the start, right at the end, with our white ball captain, Temba Bavuma, our two leaders in the dressing room. So a wonderful, wonderful chase. Yeah, it is the highest run chase by South Africa at the Wanderers. The previous highest chase was 220-odd, so they got 240, and they chased down 240. Now, it's the first time, by the way, India have lost at the Wanderers. How is that? And w- what about Rasif van der Dessen, Coach Robi P? Has he silenced some of his doubters with that 40? It might have been a 40, but it was very useful for him to be there with, with the captain as long as he could. I think, uh, yes, like I said, um, every single player contributed uh, in the batting line. I think Rasif would feel comfortable. I think... He has come under a little bit of criticism. You know, he's by no means like uh, <laughs> or out of the woods, as, I, as you would say it. But mm-hmm. I think that 40 was, was really good, uh, especially when, if you look at chasing in, in Test Match cricket, it's all about the partnership. Mm-hmm. And that partnership with him and Dean Elgar just completely settled the game. So he, he definitely played a massive role in that run chase. So uh, I'm chuffed for him, but uh, I think uh, he would want a lot bigger score. Uh, looking forward to Newlands now. Yeah, and and it couldn't have been easy today because there was a lot of rain. Play only started just before four p.m. What would have been going through the guys' minds during the day there when the rain kept coming down? How do you stay focused, coach? I think um, I think they, they had quite a few wickets in hand. I think um, you know the guys uh, are experienced. I think Rusty's been there in the team for a while now, albeit in in, in white ball cricket. Um, I think Dean Elgar's got enough experience. He's got over 70 test matches, so he'd be able to handle his emotions. Of course, they haven't won a test match, and it's quite important test match in terms of the, the series, but, mm. but I think they, they're experienced enough to handle it, you know, within that dressing room. But I think, I actually think the rain helps South Africa to a degree. I think mm-hmm. um, because of the rain and the moisture, the surface stayed pretty solid and true. You know, there was one or two that missed there, but if the sun was out, 
and maybe dried the surface a little bit. I think batting could have been a bit tricky. So I do think that the rain actually worked in our favor a little bit. But they still needed to bat well, and they did a terrific job at the batting lineup. So when you say that, w- w- does it mean it would have closed up some of the cracks that were there on day three, for example? I think what happens is once the heat and the moisture gets in, once the heat gets into it, the cracks start opening up a little bit and, and the bounce becomes a lot more variable. Whereas when there's a little bit cooler weather around, there's a little bit moisture, it keeps the surface a lot more solid and intact. So there's not as much variable bounce and misbehavior in the surface. So uh, it definitely did assist us, I think. But you need that bit of luck in Test Match Cricket. It's an incredibly hard uh, sport to play. Um, so, you know, South Africa, they earned their luck. You know, the way they played, they played positively. And I'm a big believer that you earn your luck. So, kudos to them and the way they batted. Uh, fantastic choice. And would, would have betting in the afternoon made a difference than maybe coming out and betting in the morning if the rain had stayed away? I think if there was sunshine, I think it could have been a little bit trickier. I think the cracks would have opened up. The surface would have become a little bit more disturbed. So, you know, you would have probably found a lot more guys being hit on the gloves and and probably the toes of the bat because of the variable bounce and the dryness of the surface because of the sun. But with the, with the weather and the rain and, and, and the coolness of the temperature, it does make the surface a lot more solid. So uh, it did work in our favor. But like I alluded to in a few minutes ago, you make your own luck in Test Match Cricket. And I think the way they played and came out with the bat and the positive approach, I think they, you know, they deserved a bit of luck. And they got it in the end. So well done to them. Yeah, well done to the Protea Seven Wicket win over India. One-one is now the Test series going into Cape Town. Uh, we are talking to Coach Robin Peterson. We joined on the line by Colin in Cape Town. Colin, you must be happy with the win. Good evening, Tavi. Yes, you sir. must be just awful. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm disappointed because I couldn't go there in the morning. By the time they played, yeah. I had to come to work. <laughs> but uh, the biggest disappointment is 96 not out. Yeah. You know something, my daughter doesn't know much about cricket, but she, she watched a bit and all that. And uh, I tried to explain to her, batting um, for seven, eight hours and you can't make your hundred. You know, you've got the scoreboard ahead of you, big writings and all that stuff. The batsman sometimes also allows three, four balls to go by when a guy's on 99. Mm. So the batsman is there also to help. Not only Timber, mm. but but uh, I don't blame Timber. I don't blame anybody. He should have paced himself. He should have said to himself, "Look here, we've got the we've got the game in the bag, mm. and let me just try go one gear higher." And he could have got his hundred. He probably put I mean? the team first, Colin. Excuse me. He probably put the team first as captain. That I was I was going to say. He was there from the beginning and he thought, look, I'm not worried about my hundred so long as we win this match. Yeah. Is, is that mean? Yeah. No, as I long as you. we win this match, I'm not worried about the hundred. Like many other guys, you know, they, they, um, they put themselves try and first. get their hundred and get themselves out. Mm. Okay, the last thing I, <laughs> I heard you make a remark last night. Colin reckons uh, some time back. <laughs> uh, it's a batter, not a batsman. <laughs> Mm. I, I heard you say batsman tonight, Colin. Are you getting used to better? No, no, no. no. Um, you see, Tommy, I played cricket at the age of 9, 10, 11. I played soccer also. Mm. And, you know, we were given a, a booklet. The rules and how everything goes. Mm. You know what I mean? 
how to place your field, how to do yeah. that. Yeah, but, but it's not the 60s anymore. Me, uh, Tubby, what disappoints me, I spoke to Graham Smith on your, on your radio station. Mm. Our commentators are very bad. Good shot, great shot, nice shot, Brilliant lovely shot. shot. There's no such thing. No cover drive. No, they don't say it's a straight drive, a cover drive. Okay. And field placings, they hardly mention on TV. Noted, noted, Colin, noted, Colin. We'll bring them on. And we've got a break before the next test in Cape Town. Maybe we can have a conversation with our co- co- commentators <laughs> on SABC. I know you've mentioned that a lot. But Coach Robbie, just Robbie P, just just back to that 96 of um, Dean Alga. Am I correct to say maybe you would have put the team first? No, 100% Dean Alga would have put the team first. I don't think he would have worried about personal statistics. You know, it was all about the team and and trying to win and, and sort of put themselves in the position to try and win the series when they go to Cape Town. So it's not it's not it, it, it's never about the individual. I think when you go into the fourth innings, I know in the dressing room we always speak about the first innings runs is for you per, your personal statistics. The third and fourth innings is for the team. So no doubt about it. You know, going to be in, put, put the team's um, you know ambitions before he's done. Okay, let's go to Selby in Attridgeville. Good evening, Selby. Thanks for calling us. How are you? Fine, thanks to you, sir. Um, okay. Uh, seriously, I was panicking with this game, <laughs> thinking about the DL method, because we've lost a lot of games with that method. Mm. But I'm elated, and I also must commend the bowlers for restricting the batsmen of India to the scores that they did, so we could achieve uh, this victory. Okay, wonderful, Selby. Thank you for that in Art- in Attridgeville there, but the DL method wouldn't have come into play here because of, of the rain. It would have been a draw if it was rained out. And tomorrow, by the way, rain was expected, and I think that's why they went for it today. Coach, a lot was said about the balance of the team for this for, for this game. Where do you stand in that debate, whether you go with a spinner or an extra better? I know it's easy to speak in hindsight and probably doesn't matter now that they've won the game. I think uh, that, that that's probably the interesting debate is is to hear from the, the, the convener and the coach and the captain maybe as to why. I think Dean Elgar alluded that he wants Keshav in the team no matter what. So yeah. I think that's the way they like to play their cricket. I think uh, if you probably put a different coach there, he would have probably said we want that seventh batter because we don't believe the spinner was going to play a, be a factor, against, especially against a team like India. So I think um, every team will have, there's no right or wrong. As it's shown today, they ended up winning the game. The previous test match, they ended up losing. Um, so I think from a, from a point of view, I think it's about who they trust, really. And um, I think Dean Elgar has a lot of faith and trust in, in, in Kesha Maharaj as a, as a player. You know, Kesha did get some valuable runs. Um, let's not forget that. So mm-hmm. his selection in its entirety wasn't a complete failure. You yeah. know, as some people make, make it sound. But I think if you ask a different coach he might have a different opinion on how he would set up his team so um, yeah I think it'll be interesting just to hear from the captain and coach why they went that direction and he was yeah. actually ready to come on as a night watchman also yesterday um, uh, Keshav Maharaj but then Elga did speak before the match and he said as the captain he feels more comfortable having a spinner in any team that he, that that is part of and that's why he felt that he went they should go with a spinner there and like the coach said Keshav hasn't done too badly there but now he only bowled two overs coach I mean as a spinner how do you feel you you bowl two overs in an entire test match. I think you you, you got to be realistic. You're playing India at the Wanderers. You're probably not going to do a lot of work if you the spin unless the game is the steamers absolutely have such a terrible day. But um, I think uh, I wouldn't have expected him to bowl more than 10, 15 overs in the entire match. To be honest, um, 
from a spinner's point of view. It probably was always going to be about the amount of runs he could get. And not 50s, where they got a 25 in, com- in uh, conjunction with another player. That's a 50 partnership. So, mm. you know, he, he's well capable of doing that. So they just want to cover all bases. I think sometimes if we didn't have a spinner and it's fun and Ashwin took six wickets, would we have said that, okay, Ashwin took six wickets, why didn't we play a spinner? So, you know, hindsight's a perfect science and... You know, it all depends on, 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 you know, the comfort levels of the captain at the end of the day. Because he's got to use the bowlers. And he's mentioned that he wants Kesha Maharaj. Because he will feel more comfortable having him in the team. So, in the end of the day, it works out, yeah. you know, perfectly for them. And it's worked out with a seven-wicket win um, today. Let's take a couple of voice notes as we wrap up our conversation with Coach Robin Peterson. Evening, the member Tulane from Holland. Congrats to the Proteas for winning. They showed some fighting spirit with the pet. I think we can build up from this team that we have, but now we need to reconsider the third and fourth position petting lineup. We need those betters. If they don't pick up these ones that we have, I don't think we'll make it to the number one spot where we belong in the chest. Thanks. Hi, Tabisa Messia. This is the Funo in Devon. I'm very excited. Sorry, I'm very excited. You know, I feel like having uh, some a little bit of wine, you know, after this uh, uh, a good win by uh, Proteas, you know. It is very, very good news, you know, today, you know. Hey, I just want to do a dance, you know, of Ubaba Ututu, Archbishop Tutu. Anyway, for Novak Djokovic, very sad for me as an adult supporter. I'm not worried. Eh? Maybe if he doesn't take part in this tournament, it's a chance for Nadal to win uh, Australian Open. Eh? Bye bye, Tabiso. Evening, my favorite ho- sports host and the uh, entire SAFM nation. Yeah, it is very impressive for the Proteas today because, hey, India is tough not to crack, man. Hey, I'm looking forward to hear that guy from Island and Libra. Hey, I like his understanding and the insight in the uh, soccer and also the, the, the rugby and the, uh, let me say on the sports in general. Hey, I like the insight of the guy. Libra, happy new year, Mfuet. Where are you? Maybe you should get some 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 job there in the SAFM. Hey, that guy is inside you. Good evening, Tabison. Good evening to Coach RBP. Coach, can you please explain? Um, because you've been in the protest environment, and just as a cricketer, how difficult it is for any team, you know, to build up. To build um, a batting lineup when there are so when there are a lot of retirements that are happening. I mean, South Africa, you know, they've had Graham Smith retire. You know, they've had Hashim Amla, Abe De Villiers, you know, uh, retire. Jacques Callis, uh, Del Stein, Vernon Philander, Mona Morkel. How difficult it is for a team to build a new team when the, when a lot of legends retire at the same time. You know, understand like in Australia, you had a Ricky Ponting retire. Maybe two or three years down the line, it's another legend. But in South Africa, with a lot of legends retiring at one time, how difficult is that? You know, for a young group of players to really now uh, settle in that in that um, environment when there are no older and senior players in the team. And what can you tell us about Marco Janssen? Have we found a gem? Thank you.
Thanks for that, Libra. They called you out and you are right there. Happy New Year to you also. People enjoying uh, your comments here, just like we always do here, Libra. Coach, maybe let's start with Marco Jans and your prodigy there. Uh, I mean, he even stood up for himself against Jasprit Bumra yesterday. Whatever you make of how he's taken to test cricket. Yeah, I think he's very young. I think Marco is an incredible, talented guy. I think, um, you know, we've obviously had uh, seen him a lot closer every day in training and we've seen his growth in the last 18 months and it's been very quick. You know, um, he's, a, he's a tough cricketer. I think uh, you've seen a little bit in that instant. He's prepared to stand up for himself, whether he's a junior player against an experienced bowler. He's prepared to stand his ground, which is what you want in test cricket. You want your young boys to come in and not be scared or overawed by an occasion. And, and that's what the sense I got about him, you know. Uh, he's incredibly talented, gifted bowler, has an economical action. You know, he's accurate and he's got some serious pace. You know, and he's two meters tall. He's a unique He's got a unique skill set, not only in South Africa, but world cricket, you know. It's not often you see guys that tall bowling. And I, I think he's only going to get better and better once he's exposed to the top-level cricket. And we haven't, seen, we haven't seen his batting yet. I think that's going to keep developing. And, you know, once he starts getting confidence in his batting ability, and you're going to start seeing a lot more of him, you know, with a batting hand. So uh, I think we found a gem. I think we need to polish it, nurture it, allow it to, to, to learn in its own time. But the one thing I've been very impressed with him, like since my, me working with him, and I've worked with him at the at 19 level and at the Warriors, mm. he's in, he's in, he learns exceptionally quickly. And you saw that from the first test match to the, to the test match at the Wonders, how quickly he's learned and developed already. So I'm just looking forward to seeing him um, you know, grow from strength to strength. And I'm looking forward to, I think when he, he's a type of player when he's got ball in hand, you always move to the couch and you, and you want to watch because something happens, it's either boundaries or he's taking wickets, he's making life hard for the batsman, and uh, he's just an exciting player, and he's got a lot of pace and aggression, so, yeah, we've got a really good one there in South Africa, and we need to look after him. Yeah, and fitness and, and physical-wise, do you see him playing three tests in a row? Yeah, well, to, to, to be honest, I, I think Marco hasn't played a lot of cricket, so um, I'm not talking about this here, I'm talking about in his, in his career. I think it, it either ask, I think recovery, He's going to be an issue. We don't know. Like, uh, it doesn't look like they did incredibly, had incredible workloads over the last two test matches. I think it's not that hard on the body to bowl at venues like Centurion and the Wonders. So he'll be fine. Um, I think he is learning. He is getting stronger. So um, all these little things uh, about being a professional off the field, he, he sort of he sort of become a lot more professional over the last 12 months. So uh, mm. I think he'd look after himself. He gets enough rest. So. I'm, I'm confident. I mean, they need a left-arm bowler, you know, because mm. um, Cape Town's going to be a little bit flatter, so you need to be able to have someone that can bowl both angles of the wicket. They can bowl around the wicket, into the stumps, or over the wicket, and he's got pace and aggression, so, you know, they're going to need him if they're going to win the series. Okay. There was a question about uh, the betting unit. How long does it take to build a betting unit, having lost guys like Amla over the years, Faf and all these guys? Yeah, it's not easy. Uh, you know, the one thing... Uh, <laughs> You can't, you can't replace learning at Test Cricket by actually playing Test Cricket. I find South Africa haven't played a lot of Test matches in the last 12 to 18 months, so it will take a little bit longer and you need to be a little bit patient. I think we found a guy now at number three in Keegan Peterson that, you know, he looks like he's not out of his depth against a quality team, the top team in the world. So that's a tick, in, you know, in the, going in the right direction. Um, but it's like any batting unit. You need to have stability, you know. Um, you need to have six players that constantly constantly you know have the same position and that you're back for long periods of time i think batting is like it's like anything you develop partnerships you start understanding how 
my partner bets in relation to when I bet, what the rhythm of that partnership is. So it does take time, you know. And the only thing that's challenging for South Africa, we're not playing enough test cricket. So it's always like two, two steps forward, three steps back. So it is challenging, but I think they've got the right skill set now. Even if you look at Temba Bavuma, he looks like he's, his technique has gone uh, a lot more solid now again. Mm. So uh, he's gone up. Um, and then um, Aiden Markham, of course, we're just waiting for him just to, to find a little bit of form again. Uh, he looked shades of himself in the second inning um, in that chase. So uh, hopefully he can find his feet. But it does take time. You know, it takes a lot of work and dedication. And, and you know, just real good test match principles. I think you have to have, like, a batting philosophy, how you go about your business as a group. Mm. So you understand that this is my role I play in a test match in these conditions and you know you sort of understand everyone's role and then you gel all of that together and then all of a sudden you have a batting unit that can try and set up totals for you to try and win test matches so it does take time and patience but I think we do have the tools in South Africa to be able to have a real quality test match lineup that can win other games. And do we have succession plans coach? Was there a succession plan um, uh, knowing that some guys will retire along the way and we've seen Queenie also now hanging up his gloves even though that was unexpected? Listen, yeah, I'm not, uh, well, it, it seemed that Quinn at the time has caught everyone by surprise. Um, so I, I, I'm not too sure, but Carl Verain has been there for a while. He played in the West Indies um, test matches. So he's been in and around the group. So for him to walk into the 11, it's not foreign territory for him. Yeah. But uh, in terms of succession planning, I think as a batting lineup, I'm not privy to the development of, of what they're trying to do going forward. But I would think that everyone that's sort of been on the periphery has sort of walked into the lineup when someone's missed out. So it does look like they have a plan in terms of uh, the personnel that they're grooming and growing and keeping within the group when they go on tours. Yeah. Finally, do you see any changes for Newlands? Do you expect uh, any changes? I think the team is pretty much set up for, for those conditions now. Um, with the spinner, if Keshav didn't play, that would have been the only um, change I would foresee coming in, but he's played, so... So uh, I don't think they're going to change. Uh, I think they're going to keep the same personnel. They've got, you know, Ngidi, the Bada, Willafi, Maharaj, and Janssen. I think that's a pretty potent attack. I think Cape Town, it's more about the condition. Mm-hmm. They will be a little bit flatter, so you're probably going to need a lot more bowling options um, to try and get 20 wickets to try and win the series. So uh, I can't see too many changes. Okay, set up nicely for Cape Town. Thanks for joining us, Coach Robbie P. All the best uh, with the season ahead, with the rest of the season. Uh, no worries. Thank you very much. Thanks, Coach. Coach Robin Peterson, yeah. uh, former Protea, of course, Coach of the Warriors now, uh, just giving his thoughts. Very excited, very happy with the Protea's uh, performance in the seven-wicked win over India at the Wanderers. Setting up for a thrilling decider then at Newlands. That test, if I remember correctly, starts on the 11th. I'll double-check it, but I think I'm right. I think I'm right. I think it starts on the 11th at Newlands up until the 15th, of course, and that's where they will play the ODIs in the Western Cape, also two in Pal and one in uh, one at Newlands. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk about Novak Djokovic now and what is happening in Australia.